Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, what's up, y'all? And welcome back into another episode of Believe in the ATP Tour. I'm your host, Jacob Sersosimo, and today you're listening on the Believe Network. I can't believe the season's already over. The tennis season is officially over, at least for everybody but like eight guys. Uh, the next-gen ATP Finals is happening over the next you know four or five days. That's the youngsters playing. And then uh, other than that, though, everybody else has done. Djokovic, Sinner, uh, Alcaraz, all those guys, right? The tennis season is over for everybody but a few youngsters. And it is wild to think about. It's crazy to think about the last month or two and how well some players played at the end of the season. Now, you never know how well that's going to translate into the next year. I don't know how that's going to translate into 2024. But sometimes when people end the year on heaters, it's a good, you know, it's a good outlook on what's going to happen here in a month or so. That's what's different about tennis too, right? Their season just got over a few days ago here at the end of November, and they start again in January. Off-season for tennis players is very, very short. Maybe a quick vacation, maybe something to do real quick, a quick travel. Boom, right back on the practice court because you got a grand slam in less than two months. It's it's quick. It's fast. That's why you see some players that haven't really played a whole lot in November. They want a little bit longer of a break for their body, for their mind, maybe for a vacation because it is such a long season. But there's one thing that I'm going to get to in today's episode, and it's how well Yannick Sinner is playing at the end of the season. That's why I bring up this topic. I talked about it a lot last episode, but Yannick Sinner has continued to play really, really good. He's continued to be on top of the world when it comes to tennis, and he has led his country to a Davis Cup title. Italy has won their first Davis Cup title in 47 years, their second Davis Cup title ever, and they did it without Matteo Berrettini, and they did it with Yannick Sinner at the very top. He was at the top of his game as of the last few months, and he led this team to a Davis Cup title in a tough bracket, and we're going to get right into it because what Yannick Sinner has done the last month is no shortage of remarkable Considered who he's considering who he's played, how he's had to play those opponents, and what he's done for his home country, it's something to applaud and it's something to be proud of if you're in Yannick Sinner and really if you're an Italian because this dude is coming in 2024. He is going to be legit. Not that he's not legit right now, but he's going to make a real push for a Grand Slam and maybe number one in the world when 2024 rolls around. And I can't wait for it because he is one of the most exciting guys to watch. He's not a lot of drama, but he's pure skill heart and effort and it's a lot of fun let's get right into team italy team italy consists of yannick sinner lorenzo musetti uh lorenzo sanego matteo arnaldi and simon bolelli i believe that's who it is so those are the five guys that are on team italy do they have the most stacked roster no i mean you got to play doubles in this too and you got great britain has nori jack draper liam brody neil skubsky and joe salisbury you know, like two of the best doubles players of all time and two great singles players. And then you have, you know, Serbia has Novak Djokovic and uh, Jerry. And those are like, I mean, Djokovic is the best player in the world. And then Jerry plays really, really good. So I don't know if they necessarily had the best roster, but uh, they made it seem that way. They go through and beat uh, Netherlands two to one. And then they play Serbia. This is the one that was got a lot of attention is when they played Serbia. Why? 
oh, I don't know, because Novak Djokovic and Yannick Sinner had to play each other again. So in match one, Lorenzo Musetti loses to Kecmanovic in uh, three sets. And then in match two, Yannick Sinner beats Novak Djokovic in three sets. And then in match three, Lorenzo, Lorenzo Sinego and Yannick Sinner beat Djokovic and Kecmanovic in straight sets, in doubles. So Yannick Sinner had to beat Djokovic twice. Had to beat Djokovic twice. Listen to that. Yannick Sinner beat Djokovic at the ATP Finals, then lost in the final of the ATP Finals, and then has to come to the Davis Cup and beat him. And he did. Twice. That's the level of tennis Yannick Sinner is playing right now. And you can't look past the mental strength to get past that, right? You just lost to him. He's the best player in the world. He's on top of the world. He had a record record setting, you know, performance at the ATP finals where he beat you. And you turn around a week later and beat him on a big stage again. That's Yannick Sinner for you. And that's what makes me excited about to watch him in the future next year because he's been doing this his whole career. He seems so level-headed. He can handle the big moments. And he absolutely did that at the Davis Cup. He literally led his team to victory. If Djokovic beats him, it's over for Italy. They already lost match one. Their their run is over. But no, he beats Djokovic, and then he goes into a uh, you know tiebreak match three and beats him again. That's what Yannick Sinner's doing, and that's what has so many people excited about what he's going to do in the future as well. And I hate to keep bringing up the future when it comes to Yannick Sinner, but let me put some perspective on this for you. Yannick Sinner, he's a good player, but he hasn't really broken into the elite class yet because he hasn't won a grand slam no or color carlos alcaraz has won a grand slam he's also made it to number one in the world you know medvedev has won grand slam so like they're they make it to that elite class of like winning a grand slam and getting over that hump and yannick center hasn't been able to do that and he really hasn't been able to make you know real real threatening runs at some of these tournaments. Now he's made good runs, but he always runs into one of, you know, the big three or Alcaraz or something like that. Right. So that's why I keep saying the future seems so exciting for Sinner because we're still waiting on that. Right. We're still waiting on him to get over that hump to, to make a really big, big splash at a grand slam. Now people are going to come back and say, yeah, he's played great at grand slams. Absolutely. He's played great at grand slams. He's had, he's had some really, really good showings. However, it seems like he just can't get over that hump at a lot of these Grand Slams. And it seems like now, with the level he's playing at lately, he's closer than he's ever been to making you know making that leap to be a Grand Slam champion or a multi-time finalist and getting so close or reaching number one in the world. It seems like the momentum is there now and Yannick Sinner is in grasp of doing something great on the court. And that's what has me so excited about the future of him. Yes, I talk about the future of Yannick Sinner a lot, and a lot of people you're you're you know projecting your 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 perceived potential of Yannick Sinner. Yeah, I get it. This isn't just me. This is you know people have seen this for a long, long time in Yannick Sinner. If he's going to make a massive name for himself moving forward, he's got to get that Grand Slam or that number one or something, and. It's not a threat. It's just like that is what he needs to do. And he's so close to doing it, especially right now at the level of tennis he's playing at the end of 2023. And he does that. He against Serbia. He beats Djokovic twice, gets them into the final where they play Australia. And in, in the final, he had to beat Alex Damanur to clinch, right? They win the first match. 
and it's Arnaldi gets a you know awesome awesome win against Poprim in the first match, and it really sets up the golden ticket for Yannick Sinner. And what better way to end the 2023 season than with the hottest guy on on the court right now winning a match to seal it for his country? Yannick Sinner, what he's done for Italy as of late, he goes to turn Italy in his home country and he makes it all the way to the final of the ATP final. And then out of that, he goes and wins a Davis Cup title for his country. Let's look at what Yannick Sinner has done this year. And yes, I'm making this episode about Yannick Sinner because of what he's done uh, this season and how he's ended it on top for him and his country. He won the Davis Cup. Uh, he beat Novak Djokovic, both singles and doubles, uh, to help Team Italy win the final. Uh, he's the first Italian to qualify for the final of the ATP finals. He's the He has four ATP titles in 2023. He's the youngest Italian man to win a Masters 1000. He's 22 years old. He's the highest ranked Italian man of all time, tied with Pineda at number four. Uh, And I think he'll be higher than that in 2024, to be honest with you, because he's at number four right now. 61 match wins most ever by any Italian in the open area or Italian man in the open era. Uh, he's tied the record for the most titles won by an Italian man. Ten. First Italian man to reach a final uh, of the ATP Finals, which I already mentioned. First man to reach the final of the ATP Finals undefeated before the age of 23 since Roger Federer in 2003. Won six matches in a row against top five players. Won eight matches in a row against top ten players. Reached the first, or should I say his first, Grand Slam semifinal. What Yannick Sinner's done this year Um has been awesome. Now, what I don't mention on there is, you know, made a Grand Slam final or won a Grand Slam or, you know, reached number one in the world. That's still that hump that Yannick Sinner is trying to get over. And hopefully next year at this time, we'll talk be talking a little bit more about that. But Yannick Sinner ending the season on top with a Davis Cup win for his home country. First time they've done that in nearly five decades. What a year for him. Alex Damon Neuer is who... Yannick Sinner played in that final match of the Davis Cup, and Damon Neuer has had an incredible 2023 season. 46 wins, Masters 1000 finalist in Canada, up to number 11 in the world, Davis Cup finalist. He's an Acapulco champion, uh, runner-up at Queens and Los Cabos, and six top 10 wins. I mean, Damon Neuer, he's someone we haven't talked a whole lot about this year, and he's been really sneaky good. And the stats I just riddled off there, is what has made him so sneaky good. Alex Damanur has had a good year, and he they call him the demon, right? There's a reason they call him the demon. He sneaks up, he he you know he scrambles, he plays sloppy tennis at times, but he gets the job done. He's a really really good player, and uh, especially with playing this well with Australia, his home country coming up right after the New Year. Man, I'm excited to watch him play. Uh, down under here in about a month and some change. So great year for him. What what really stands out is no, up to number 11 in the world. You don't get in the top 10 uh, very easily. And the fact that he's on the cusp of doing that and can really do that with a good showing in, in January, February, he could be a top 10 player in the world, and I'm not putting it past him at all. Let's get to some next-gen ATP Finals, and then we're going to get out of here for today. The next-gen ATP Finals has had some really good players play in it in the past. Um, it's pretty much the youngest guys on tour, and uh, some some guys are already legit. Some guys are, you know, up and coming, and they get to play for a title. Um, it's kind of who's next on the tour. It doesn't get as much publicity. It's not as long of a tournament just because it is a lot of the younger guys, but 
it's still really good tennis. Yannick Sinner's had a good had a good showing here before, as long as you know Poss and those guys. So a lot of these guys are guys that you're going to see being pretty legit on tour if they're not already there. So Arthur Fields is in this. Luca Van Osh is in this. Um, Dom, Dominic Stricker is in this. He's had a pretty good year. His rank in the world is uh, number 92. Alex Mickelson, the American, number 94. Abdullah Shabai. Shelbea, I, I believe is how you say his name, ranked 187th in the world. He's the eighth seed. Luca Nardi is in this from Italy. And then you got uh, Hamad Majedovic. Not sure where he's from. I think Serbia. He's from Serbia. And then another Italian in Flavio Caboli is in this, ranked number 100 in the world. So obviously Fields is the highest ranked guy in this. He's ranked number you know, 36 in the world. Uh, Alex Mickelson, a lot of Americans really excited about Alex Mickelson and what he can bring to the table as an American. He's only 19 years old. He's six foot four, and he's he's had a pretty good year. He's had a pretty solid year. His career high rank is number 94. So, uh, what you got here in November? So, Americans are excited about this Mickelson kid, but they need to. I think Americans' focus needs to be on who we got in the top 20 right now, top 25 right now. You look at, you know, guys like. Shelton and and Tommy Paul and Francis Tiafo and and Taylor Fritz those guys need to get over the hump I've said over the hump a thousand times but it's true uh next year there's a lot of guys that need to prove themselves next year and those four are it and if Alex Mickelson makes a run into the top 50 top 30 uh and kind of does what Chris Eubanks did last year or this year I should say I think everybody will be happy. But next-gen ATP Finals, we'll talk about it a little bit next week. Next week, it's officially over. The season's, like, over, over. So we'll we'll get to a lot next week as far as a wrap-up on the season, maybe a couple segments, and we'll have some fun with it. But for now, Davis Cup champions, Italy, too good. Like, simply, simply too good. And then we're going to move on from that. So thanks for listening. I appreciate you listening. Uh, have a great week. November or December, Jeez. You see how my months are going in my brain. December starts and the off season officially kicks off. So uh, we'll finally get to catch up on a lot of news. There's been a ton of news I've wanted to talk about, but it just hasn't fit right into the topics we're talking about. And also some of it's a little bit heavier. So we'll get into that in the next few weeks for sure. And uh, it'll be fun because this is more of like an open forum over the next month where we can kind of branch out and talk about some things, hopefully get a guest on. Ooh. Should I have a guest on? That should be fun. We'll try. We'll see what I can do. All right. I'll talk to you later. See you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.